Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 29 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. Each of you make this ministry possible. And I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the fear factor. What is fear? Is all fear bad? But most importantly, we're going to talk about how to get a proper understanding of fear so that we can learn how to deal with it. I feel like this is a very important subject because I'm going to go ahead and say it up front. All of us face fears. We may not live in fear, but we all face fear. Have you ever heard someone say, well, I'm not afraid of anything? Well, guess what? Those people are telling you how they wish they were not how they actually are. We're all afraid of something. While I was researching for this episode, I came across an article that boldly declared, a true Christian believer will never fear. When I read that, I was in shock. I consider myself a Christian believer, but I know there are times that I have been afraid. Let me just tell you from the very beginning, I could not disagree with the writer of said article any more than I do. I believe that they are completely wrong. Let me just be clear. That statement that says a true Christian believer will never fear couldn't be further from the truth. As long as we live in this flesh, we will deal with with certain fears. I do believe in the supernatural power of God, but I also believe in a practical application of Scripture that helps us while we rely on the supernatural to live in this world in a practical manner. So God wants us to not avoid the fact that all of us have fears, but he wants us to learn through Scripture how to deal with fears when they arrive. It's natural for us to fear certain things. As a matter of fact, it's even healthy. That's right. You heard that right. The key is learning to not let fear control you. There's a huge difference between having a healthy regard for danger and being tormented by fear. It's an unhealthy understanding of fear that can lead to irrational thinking, unpredictable behavior, and spiritual paralysis. So 
we talk about fear and we talk about how everyone has it, but what exactly is fear? Fear is a strong emotion caused by the anticipation or the awareness of danger. Fear is the natural response to what our mind interprets as danger. Not all fear is a lack of trust in God. Some fear is actually wisdom in action. Not every fear is irrational. Some fears are even beneficial. Fear is actually a very important emotion that developed over time after the fall of man that helped the human race survive. Fear is an inner warning system developed over centuries when man did things that caused harm. It created a warning system in those that saw it that says, do not do that, that is dangerous. For instance, human A sees a wild beast eat human B. Human A has now learned to fear and thus avoid that particular wild beast. Human B tells his community, and the community survives. So in this case, fear actually preserves life, proving that not all fear is wrong. I know what some of you are thinking. Well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm just going to live my life without regard because, well, because I have God. I'm just not going to fear anything, and if whatever happens to me will just happen. I want to talk to you a little bit about what the wise man Solomon wrote. In Ecclesiastes 7, verse 17, it says, Neither be thou foolish. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? That amazes me because I'd never seen that scripture until over the last few years. Number one, it is possible to die before our time. Number two, caution is not an indicator of a spirit of fear. We are not to just live our lives with abandon just because we have God. Now, certainly, we should live in the power of the Spirit, but just because we're filled with His Spirit does not mean that we should just live without regard to any danger. Solomon teaches us powerfully, don't do foolish things, because if you do, you can die before your time. Now, there's a huge difference between using common sense caution and having a spirit of fear. Many times we misinterpret the spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 declares, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind means the ability to make correct or sound judgments. So, The word fear and that phrase, the spirit of fear that we are so familiar with, that word fear in the text means timorous. It means to be timid. It means to have a nervousness that comes from a lack of confidence. So Paul was encouraging young Timothy that he could be confident in his calling. Is there an unhealthy fear? Absolutely. 
But when Paul is talking to Timothy, he's not dealing with a spirit of fear in the same context that many of us have heard it taught. He's telling him, you don't have to fear when spiritual warfare occurs. You do not have to fear when things come against your calling because God anointed you with a calling that you can be confident in. This isn't telling Timothy that he can just live without regard for danger. It's telling him that he can live in confidence of his calling. So we need to be careful how we interpret 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that spirit of fear, because I have seen people that have preached this or taught this without caution, and they declare all fear as some product of an evil spirit. And when we do that, we can damage people that are already suffering. We need a proper understanding of fear. I'm not jumping off a boat with great white sharks. Am I afraid? Absolutely. I'm not jumping out of an airplane. I'm not even doing it with a parachute. I'm certainly not going to jump out of an airplane without a parachute. Am I afraid? Yes, I'm afraid. Is that a spirit of fear? No. We must be careful not to misuse the spirit of fear as referenced in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Since we all have fears, we must learn then to discern between what is a protective fear and a destructive fear. A protective fear and a destructive fear, they are two completely different things. A protective fear is a natural fear given that we can survive, that we can be protected from harm. But there is a destructive fear that is put on us by the enemy. The enemy wants to have a destructive fear overwhelm us because the enemy understands that a destructive fear can hold us paralyzed from stepping into everything that God has called us to do. Adam feared, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9 through 10, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Adam was afraid because he did not know how God was going to deal with him after they fell into sin. This is the fear of the unknown. He had knowledge of how God had dealt with him before the fall. But after the fall, he did not know how God was going to respond. And so he hid himself from God because he was afraid. Fear of the unknown will do everything it can to hold you back. Now, I feel that very strong in the Holy Ghost. Yes, there is a protective fear, but there is also a destructive fear. And a fear of the unknown has a way of getting into our hearts and into our minds and troubling us and taking away our rest and leaving inside of us a struggle that says, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know if I should step out. I don't know how I'm going to make it. If God called 
needs you to take that step, God will provide the means to take that step. Don't let the destructive spirit of fear that comes on you that says, I don't know, the fear of the unknown will cause you to stay in the boat. The fear of the unknown will cause you not to take that step. The fear of the unknown will cause you to just stay in the comfort zone of the known when God is calling you to a supernatural experience with him to where you step out of what you know, but you are never stepping out of what God knows because God knows all things. It's not always about curing fear. It's about getting to a place that we don't let it hold us back. I don't know what you've been afraid of, but hear me right now, listener. God has a word for you. Don't let the fear of the unknown hold you back. Job feared. Bible says in Job 3 and verse 25, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Now, Job is reflecting upon his loss. But I want you to notice two powerful things mentioned in the King James text that I just read to you. Job said, the thing that I greatly feared has come up on me. And then he turned around and said, and the thing that I feared has come unto me. There's an unto and there's an up on. So in Job's reflection, he reveals that fear comes to us. But with God's help, it doesn't have to come upon us. The word upon there means overtake us. So Job reveals something powerful about fear. It's not that Job says, you should never be afraid. No, Job lost. Job lost so much. Job was afraid. Job lived with that fear. That was just the reality of his life. But there's two things revealed. Fear will come to you. And fear will come upon you. And God is trying to help us with a proper understanding, a proper revelation of fear that we can say, when fear comes to me, I don't have to let it overtake me. There is a difference between fear coming to us and fear coming up on us. And even if fear comes upon us and we feel like we've been overtaken, we can turn to God and God will help us make it through the darkest days of our life. Job proved that. Now, fear has come to some of you, and fear has come upon some of you, but God will help you make it through. The Bible even tells us that Elijah feared. Elijah called down fire from heaven, but then ran in fear away from Jezebel. 1 Kings 19, verse 1 through 3, and Ahab told Jezebel and all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah and said, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life. He was afraid and ran for his life. And he came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. Now, I want you to notice that he went from calling down the fire of God in prayer upon the false prophets of Baal to 
hearing that Jezebel was coming to kill him. And what does he do? He runs in fear. And the Bible even says that when he got to Beersheba and then went further into the wilderness, that there he said, I just want to die. Take my life. Watch the extremes that fear will take you to. Fear will take you from being a man of God that calls down fire to running for your life because you want to live to then being so overwhelmed that you just want to give up and die. Fear allowed to run out of control will take you to extremes. God wants to use you. Fear wants to abuse you. Fear took Elijah down these extreme paths of destruction. But thanks be to God. There was an angel of the Lord and a word from God that shook him and renewed his faith and renewed his strength that he was not alone. Fear, unchecked, will take you to extremes. And I've seen this, and it's important for us to get. I've seen people that get in emotional extremes. These extremes that some of you go through, those need to be brought to the feet of Jesus. I know people that have preached faith, but then within days speak as if they have no faith. I have seen people preach healing, but within days speak as if God would never heal them. These emotional extremes are the things that hurt our mind the most. We will face times of fear, but we do not have to let that fear overwhelm us. Elisha's servant was afraid. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 17 tells us the story. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? And he answered him, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire round about. Elisha's servant looked out and saw with his natural eyes. The army has compassed the city and fear comes in and runs back to Elisha and says, we're surrounded. How are we going to make it? He doesn't want to die. And Elisha looks at him and says, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And that's a word for you right now. Fear not. That overwhelming fear. Not that natural fear, not that protective fear, but that destructive, overwhelming fear that comes upon us in times where we don't know what to do. See, that destructive fear makes its way in when we feel like we cannot control the things that are happening around us. Elisha's servant, he could not control the armies that had gathered during the night. He could not control what was about to happen, but Elisha says, God's in control. Fear not. That overwhelming fear that you're facing right now, you need to understand that God is in control. Now, I want to tell you a personal example. I have been flying for years. 
I love airplanes. I love airports. I love traveling. But I do not like to fly. I know that's strange and it sounds crazy for somebody to like airplanes, to like traveling, to do mission work where there's no other way of getting to the field except airplanes. But at the same time, I do not like to fly. I developed a very strong fear of flying when we were landing in the Philippines about 20 years ago. And it was a very rough landing during the storm. I got so afraid that I never wanted to fly again. And still to this day, I hate flying. I hate it. But guess what? I have never allowed that fear to keep me from getting on an airplane. You know why? Because if I let that fear keep me from getting on an airplane, I could not go to the places that God has called me to go. And if I surrender to the fear then I would be neglecting my calling. The devil would love for me to go, you know what, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to suffer that fear anymore. I'm just going to never fly again. I'm never going to the Philippines. I'm never going to the mission field again. And the enemy would be so excited for that. You cannot allow the fear to control you to the point that you refuse to get on that airplane or you refuse to take that step or you refuse to allow God to use you. There are steps that we can take to overcome fear. We need to first evaluate the immediate danger. In other words, is the fear I'm feeling rational? Is there a reason that I'm feeling this way? Is there something to be concerned about right now? If it is a immediate danger, an immediate threat, then you should take the proper steps and remove yourself from that threatening situation, whether it is mentally, whether it is physically, or whether it is spiritually. If you evaluate immediate danger and you see that the threat is real, you should do everything you can to avoid it. Then also, we can remember that we are not facing this fearful situation alone. Isaiah 41 and 10 said, fear thou not for I am with thee. See, you're not alone. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. The psalmist declared in Psalms 23 and 4, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The next step that we can take is we must understand that mindset matters. Every fearful situation is two opportunities. One, it's an opportunity to panic. And second, it's an opportunity to trust. We can choose to trust over panic. In most cases, when we are afraid, it's over things that we feel powerless to control. But Psalms 56 and 3 said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And the last step that we can take to overcome fear is we can take our fears to Jesus in prayer. It was a time that the disciples experienced fishermen were in a storm 
where the water was coming over into the boat and they were afraid for their lives. Fear and panic had set in. But you know what they did? They went to Jesus who was in the boat with them. They took their fear to Jesus and the Lord spoke peace in the midst of their fear. We can do just as the disciples did. We can take the overwhelming fear to the Lord. The things that we are afraid of, the questions that we have, the fear of the unknown, the fear of uncertainty, we can take those things to the Lord. The angels appeared to Zechariah and declared, Fear not. The angels appeared to the shepherds and declared, Fear not. When they came and told Jairus that his daughter was already dead, Jesus declared, Fear not. These were not words of rebuke. They were words of acknowledgement and comfort. Acknowledgement that the situation is startling. Fear not. I find it incredible that God cared enough to take into consideration man's fear of the unknown. God desires for us to place our confidence in him. When he said to them, fear not, was not rebuking them for a natural expression of being startled at something they had never seen. It was an acknowledgement that human nature is to be startled at the unknown, but God speaks words of encouragement, fear not. I've got this under control. The fear not was to inspire confidence in him. There are some fears we may never completely overcome. However, that doesn't mean we have to let them control our lives. As become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. Fear can feel so overwhelming, but I want you to know that God is with you. Lord, I'm praying right now that by the power of your name, that in the name of Jesus, you bring comfort and peace and strength to those that feel overwhelmed by fear right now. The fear that comes not just to them, but a fear that wants to come up on them. I pray right now that they find the peace and power of the Holy Ghost that can move them, move every obstacle. Let them feel your presence. Let them know that they can stand in confidence of the calling of God that you've placed on their lives. Thanks so much for listening. And in the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social media. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 